Sammy, good morning. Good morning, guys. And I even found a way to make it to downtown Nashville wow. last night. Checked out Broadway, went to a, a few honky-tonks, Whoa. heard uh, okay. a couple of renditions of Pour Some Sugar on Me. I was singing along, <laughs> having a great time, so I am getting the full Nashville, Tennessee experience. Where so, do we go? Tootsie's, the stage? That's room. amazing. Uh, where did we go? We went to... Uh, we went to Kid Rock's place. Um, <laughs> and by we, I assume you mean you and AJ Preller were you, there. You, Preller, Tom Verducci, <laughs> who else? <laughs> that, that, that would be a scene. Um, but we went, yeah, we, we went there. Uh, we got some pizza because I was starving. Uh, there's, uh, I was starving. I needed some dinner. So we got some pizza and the, the really cool thing about, about Broadway. And I would assume a lot of those places I've not been to all of them is even the pizza place had a live band, you know? So it's, it's really the, the theme of the, the whole, uh, the whole area down there, but it, it was, uh, it was fun. And I, I've been down to Broadway before, but it, it is worth going to, uh, at least once because it, it really is, uh, unlike anything else, uh, I've ever seen. So I, I had a nice time, and now uh, all ready to go on on this Tuesday morning. And my goodness, I would hope there's more activity here oh, today. Than I, what we I, had I will. Before we get to that, though, I do have a question, and maybe you can now yes. answer it, Sam, or maybe Woods, with his musical knowledge, can answer it. What is Opry? I, I guess I always thought it was like the opera, but for country music. I think that's what it means. Like, like but do they sing like opera songs, or why no. do they call it the Opry? Uh, like an opera house is right. a thing. Yeah. This is not opera. Like a stage. Like, like Marion Webster kind of stage. says the meaning of opera. Opry is a dialectal variant of opera. So yeah. it's like Foster saying opera. Opry. But they don't sing opera music. They sing no. country music in Y'all that Y'all want to go to the Opry? Y'all want to go to the Opry? Right. But they're not going to the Opry or the opera. They're going to, like, someone playing a honky-tonk no, music just, like Sam was doing. It's You've heard of the term opera house. Right. That's where you go to sing opera. Right. This is the Opry house. This is where we go to play music, but we're not singing opera. So it's just opera. a total colloquial expression. Yes, correct. Okay. It's not a style of music all of its no, own. I don't play Opry music. But I can. my band can play at the Opry. Right? Yeah. Okay. They're not, but they're not doing the whole, oh, but country or anything like that. How no. would that even sound? I have no idea. That's I'd like to curious. hear you try. I, I know. <laughs> we can invent a whole new style of music. All right. What's on the agenda today, uh, Sam? Uh, Mike Schilt talks, I think, a little bit before noon here. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a chance today to uh, do a one on one with Mike as well. But that'll be great to hear from Mike Schilt. Obviously, the first time. Uh, we've heard from him since the press conference and since he was on your show uh, the day after. And, and I'm really interested to hear what he has to say and his thoughts on potential moves and, and all of it, right, as, as he uh, puts together a staff as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if we get any information from Mike Schilt today on, on what that staff might look like because we, we haven't had a whole, uh, a whole lot of info on that. A.J. Preller will also talk. Uh, more generally with the media today, I, I say more generally, I think it's going to be a, a bigger scrum. Each each GM talks in in a, a press conference room at one point during the winter meeting, so I believe that today for A.J. Preller, it's the same for Mike Schilt. So we'll have very formal media availabilities for both Schilt and Preller. And obviously, other than that, just uh, continuing to to gather what I can here and talk to different people. I don't know that we 
uh, learned a ton yesterday, uh, or there was a ton that came out. I mean, it was every, everybody was remarking here about how quiet it was uh, day one of the winter meetings. And I think the sense continues to be when you talk to people that there may not be a whole lot until the Shohei Otani situation is decided and you understand it because, you know, he, he basically controls the market and, and could have an impact even on the Juan Soto situation. Uh, I will say this from yesterday. I thought actually, you know, A.J. Preller said some interesting things, you know, when, when we had the chance to talk to him yesterday, whether it was about the Soto situation, uh, whether it was about the catching situation and uh, and beyond. So, and I, I think you guys may have played some of that audio already, uh, if you haven't, um, maybe a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, you know, not a, a ton of concrete information, but, uh, you know, speculation obviously still swirling. Yeah, you know, we're talking to Sammy Levitt here on Ben and Woods this morning, and I think I, I you, you kind of touched on it. Our greatest fears are being realized. It's like the exact thing we didn't want to happen at the winter meetings is waiting for one domino to fall. And they talked a yeah. lot. Of, I had MLB Network on most of the day yesterday, fascinated by the manager interviews. I thought they were all really, really good. Um you know, the GM interviews leave a little something to to be desired because they're not going to tip their hands. But honestly, like, is that that's kind of what everybody is saying. I know A.J. Caswell, our next guest at 835, he's been saying the same thing. We're all just kind of in, in limbo mode waiting for uh, Shohei to sign. So what are the, the teams that are, are still in the mix for him? Obviously, the Dodgers are hearing the Blue Jays. Any surprise teams that we should or that you're hearing uh, rumors about? Well, obviously, you know, last night it was Ken Rosenthal who, who reported that Otani met with the Blue Jays at their spring training facility last uh, yesterday, which, I mean, would indicate that they're, they're major players for him, right? I mean, if, if he's going to their facility and checking it out, I would, I would imagine those are very legitimate conversations, um, you know, and obviously uh, the other teams that have been involved, the Dodgers and the Angels, I mean, that, that's been reported on. I, I think in relation to – the Padres, I, I think it continues to be a question of how much his situation will impact Soto, and I think more, more specifically Toronto, right? I mean, you know, look, I, I spoke with Tom Verducci yesterday about the Yankee situation, and, you know, he was very clear that, you know, if, if the Padres get the names they want from the Yankees, that's a deal that could be made this week. But I think the question continues to be, what will the Padres, if the Padres are going to trade Juan Soto, what is their level of patience? And, and I will say from A.J. Preller yesterday, the sense I got from what he said is that they are going to be patient. And I also did not get the sense that it is an absolute that Juan Soto is going to be traded. Now, will he get traded? Very well could be the case, right? I think we all understand that based on the math, the payroll, all of it. But, you know, A.J. was asked, even with all the rumors going around, if there's a path to Juan Soto being on the opening day roster, and he said, yeah, 100%. He said, that's a very attractive option. Yeah. Um, and and I, I thought he indicated that, that maybe there are some other possibilities on the table. And, you know, I thought it was interesting yesterday. He acknowledged that they're getting calls, and he acknowledged that they're getting calls on other players and and talked about the, the value proposition of, value now versus future value as far as the package back. So I, I thought he was, you know, for AJ, uh, about as, you know, gave you about as much info as you could have expected um, yesterday. And I, I just came away from that and everything that's transpiring here, you know, still not 100% sold that there um, is not another way to do this 
you know, beyond trading Juan Soto. I think I kind of talked in a circle there, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that that there is still a possibility that Juan Soto could still be a Padre when all this is said and done. You know, is that unlikely? Probably, but I, I still come away with that, at least here on Tuesday morning, that there are a lot of things going on that, um, that might come to fruition. Talking to Sam Levitt, Padres pre- and post-game show host, live from the MLB Winter Meetings in Nashville. And Juan Soto isn't the only Padre who could possibly be on the move. I mean, it's AJ. Any Padre really could be on the move. <laughs> but fair. Trent Grisham's name has come up a lot lately. And, Sammy, did you sense, as I did, a, a bit of a shift in AJ's discussion about Trent Grisham yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um you know, again, when we talk about the, the transparency of what A.J. said yesterday, I, I came away with that same impression. And, I, you know, it's been reported on that, you know, the Padres are interested in maybe attaching him uh, to the Juan Soto deal. So I, I did come away with the same impression that, that I, I bet that somebody they're either getting calls on or that they want to attach in some sort of deal. And, and you certainly understand that I thought it seemed you know, part of the, the center field conversation yesterday, AJ was also asked about Fernando Tatis Jr. and the potential of him playing center field. And, you know, AJ was pretty clear that Fernando's guy, and we know this about him, you know, that's willing to do whatever it takes to win, but that he did find a home in right field, um, but that there would be more conversations about it. And they also have to look at how the roster comes together. So, you know, I don't think it's totally off the table that Fernando could eventually end up in center field, depending on what this roster looks like. But, you know, there did seem to be maybe a little inclination. Maybe this is something we hear about more today from Mike Schultz if he's asked about it. You know, that Fernando's turned himself into a platinum glove right fielder, and maybe that's something at the moment that you don't mess with. But, you know, that's all part, I think, of the conversation with Grisham, what this roster looks like, Fernando. Again, you look at a lot of these elements and – Man, there are, there are a lot of moving pieces, and I think it, it all depends on, on what this roster looks like, what the Padres get back in a trade, potentially for Soto and, and beyond. Uh, Sammy Levitt joins us live from Nashville uh, at the winter meetings on Ben and Woods. You know, it, it was so bad yesterday, Sammy, and so slow that I've never seen this before. Eric, like Eric Fetty from the KBO alleged to have signed a two-year deal for uh, $5 million bucks a year. And nobody knows where he's going. I guess they narrowed it down to the Mets and the White Sox. Any answer on on you know a, a guy trying to make his way back into the big leagues? That's how that's how far we've fallen. Guys waiting yeah. for this news to break. Uh, Padres, I guess, are not in on him. Seems to be a pretty decent pitcher at a pretty reasonable price. But any update on that situation? No, I haven't heard anything on that. Jeez, um, man. Yeah, yet 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 yesterday was a was a weird day. I mean, certainly you know. As far, as far as comparing it to last year, where, you know, there was a lot of action. I, I don't recall if day one was super quiet or not, but it, it certainly wasn't as quiet as, as this one was. So, you know, I, I think the fear for everybody around here today and tomorrow, like you alluded to, would be, is that the Otani situation is going to hold up a lot of this. And yeah. for that matter, and I think I touched on this yesterday, that there's, there's a feeling of that with Yamamoto as well, and it doesn't necessarily seem like either of those guys are, are in a rush to sign anywhere. Fantastic. So, um, you know, look, I think we all understood entering this offseason that the Otani situation was going to be the first domino, right? And, and you know, very maybe unique. The hope in, so unique. Yeah, maybe the yeah. hope. 
maybe the hope industry-wide was that that would be settled by the time we got here. It's not. And um, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, as you talk to people here, that this may end up being a, a very quiet meeting. But as we know, that can, you know, that can change very, very quickly. So uh, for my sake, I hope there is some, some action. So uh, I don't have to you know, resort to a Broadway to get my entertainment. <laughs> well, they do have the draft lottery today. Um, we talked about that Ooh. yesterday. The Padres have to overcome the odds to get a top six pick. Otherwise, they can't pick any better than 24th because they're going to be penalized uh, 10 spots. And we went through it yesterday. Like, they get a .7 chance to land the number one overall pick. Is that something they let you watch or anything there? Or is that just televised? I have no idea how that or works. Or would you want you to? Know, that is that is an outstanding question. I have not seen anything on the draft lottery here um i've not seen anything that says where it is or when it is but i'm going to find out because i would like to see that the rule five draft i believe is on thursday and i'll tell you what i did go to that last year and for as thrilling as it was i mean (laughs) i say that you know kind of tongue-in-cheek but um it it is kind of significant especially for the padres no doubt because you know, hey, they, they may end up, you know, with their pitching situation or whatever it might be, you know, getting a Rule 5 guy who, who may end up having some sort of impact. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. They, they uh, I think it was Jose Lopez who they selected last year from Tampa Bay. I mean, Lopez got plenty of play during spring training, appeared in a ton of games, and certainly was being evaluated. So, you know, it sounds like, you know, a little thing, the Rule 5 draft, but you, you never know how that how that player or two may, may actually impact your team over the course of a season. And look, if they do impact your team, they, they have to, you know, be up on the major league roster in a lot of cases. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to look into that though, the lottery, because I've not seen one thing about it. If there is some sort of ceremony or a uh, live drawing, I mean, you, you bet I'll be there. I mean, you sure, can't, so. it's, that's high drama watching guys pull ping pong balls, Sammy. So we're going to need full. <laughs> I don't even know if they let you watch that part. You know, maybe yeah. they transfer it just to car like placards, like right. the Pittsburgh Pirates will select third in the 2024 <laughs> MLB draft. Baseball really yeah. crushing it. Just really <laughs> continuing to crush it. Sammy, right now. Uh, good work. You, uh, keep up the good work. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And of course, we'll hear from you later today here on the fan. All right, guys. Thanks so much.